Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The nine-game VGK point streak ends at Colorado as the Golden Knights are blanked by the Avalanche three to nothing. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. You could find us as always on Twitter at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G at Lockdown VGK. Of course, our handle on YouTube is Lockdown Golden Knights. Please do subscribe. And you know, Chris, uh, one of the things that we spoke about yesterday on the show was the Colorado, right? Had this knack of scoring on the first shot of the previous two games. It's unbelievable, uncanny. And uh, yesterday, coming into the game, they had that streak of two in a row, first shot goals. Last night, we just had to wait 14 seconds into the game. Aiden Hill with a horrible turnover, but a nice stick play by Miko Rantanen because he you know, it was up high on a stick, bats it down, puts it through, and it's a one to nothing game early on. VGK settles down. Bruce Cassidy said perhaps they played really well, their best 10 minutes after that. Uh, but again, that just killed the momentum, any momentum uh, that they might have had coming into the game. Uh, Rantanen added a second goal, Nathan McKinnon with the empty netter, and uh, Hill eventually stops 31 of 33 shots. But the the Avalanche last night looked like the much better team overall, I felt. And VGK really never recovered from that opening goal in 14 seconds into the game. Hey, Petrangelo won a faceoff, though, so we got that going for us. It's a big W. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, it's a rough game. And you and I both predicted, and we got some heat for it, but obviously we were right. Uh, we predicted a VGK loss. I, I felt the game would have been a little bit closer, as did you, obviously. We didn't think they were going to go in there and get smoked. Aiden Hill does have concerns when he leaves the crease to play the puck, and he made a play that's ill-advisable. Call it what it is. You have a player between you and your path where you want to hit the puck. You don't hit the puck that way. You don't try and get cutes. These are the best players in the world, and if you want an example of how good their hand-eye coordination is, go down, whether it's an NHL or an AHL game, whatever it is, Go down and watch warm-ups and the stuff these guys can do with the stick. It was a very nice play that Ranson had made, but it's one that is in his wheelhouse. And listen, we're not going to drag Aiden Hill. Mistakes happen, and he only let in one goal after that. That was a backdoor one-timer. So he did his job in the sense that he gave the team a chance to win. Unfortunately, like you said, though, that play did put the team behind the eight ball, and that obviously changes your mindset completely. Okay, this was uh, definitely some comedy, too, in this game. Uh, Cassidy, even himself, had pointed out that VGK players ran into each other like six or seven times. So what does that tell you? It's a bad game. You know, it's going to happen. I mean, listen, um, my my tweet last night, I, I listened to the post game for a little bit. I uh, I might have had a late night uh, binge, runs, binge runs down to uh, Raising Canes and Plow the Kaniac before bed, which was not a good idea, but we did it, and I have no regrets about it. Butter on both sides. They have a secret menu. If you don't know about this, get your garlic bread Bob style. Butter on both sides. Anyway, moving forward from that. What are we talking about? 
the post game. So the post game, all the all the call-ins were were great. You know, the sky is falling. We're we're done. We're toast. Barbashev is a failure. Like, just why are you so positive after a, after a loss like that? That was a miserable. It was really a terrible game. game. It was a terrible game after the team had seven. A set or nine game point nine streak, correct? Yeah, okay. yeah, nine game point streak. Listen, interesting, interesting take from Ashley, uh, Ashley Vice on I think it was during the first period yesterday. VGK had their best October ever this season. VGK had their best November ever this season. VGK had their worst January ever this season. Their worst. I forgot about their best in there February. You're their best February. February, yeah. So yeah. they had three good, their, their three best months ever in team history, and their two worst months ever in team history. So you know, or two and two. It, it's a very interesting season right now with highs and lows and everything in between. The positive that I'm going to take away from this is the team has performed very well when they're healthy. Honestly, yesterday's game, and we'll maybe hit this in our other segment, but I think Cass, Cassidy overcoached it by messing too much with a winning lineup you always wait wait wait, wait. The go, NHL. go ahead go ahead no let's i mean bring it up now yeah no i i mean tony you wanted cat you wanted barbershev up on line one yeah i think eventually he does slot in there but we don't need to rush it especially when jack eichel who's been a very finicky player to find someone you know alongside of him that's going to click why are we rocking that boat? That that's it. that's a question I have. We'll dig deeper into that later in the show because I got a, okay. probably a little more of a rant to go through. But you know, I, I honestly, I got, I got, I'll, I'll pencil this more on Cassie than the players. Well, okay, but Paul Cotter not producing post All Star break zeros across the board, not even an assist. Jack Eichel is though, and maybe there's something with him being on the ice doing something. Okay, a winning lineup. Listen, you don't mess with a winning lineup. You hear this. Up and down the NHL, Gerard Gallant especially was big, big on that, and you know he did pretty well with us. <laughs> I felt, I felt that uh, the Colorado Avalanche just manhandled VGK, uh-huh. and Cassidy said after the game in the Ozone, VGK kind of got pushed around, got pushed off of pucks all night long in the Ozone, and uh, there were no second chances. They had some slot chances, but nothing else. You have to no odd man, no odd man rushes no, either really, for VGK. No. Great defensive uh, game, I think, for Colorado, and you have to credit them to some degree. They're still, they're really starting to come on strong. They're still Colorado uh, until proven otherwise. Yeah, but again, um, just not enough on the ozone pucks. They just were not on them last night, and and to me, those are one of those games where I think Colorado just showed some dominance, and maybe VGK without Kale McCarr. Yeah, minus Kale McCarr. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at that team, but VGK is going to have to retool some things if they're going to contend, they're going to compete here, if they're going to win uh, the Western Conference. All fair. And listen, it, I w- it w- would be reminisced if we didn't uh, remiss, reminisce. I don't know, whatever. That remiss, is. remiss. Remiss. Thank, thank you, sir. If we didn't acknowledge some of the shortcomings, one power play goal in February, that's a problem. Goaltending questions kind of more or less for injury reasons right now. That's a concern. The fact that they could not finish a couple games recently and coughed up late leads, Chicago and Dallas, that's a concern. Shootout losses, I don't care. I don't care if they lose in a shootout. That's whatever to that. But games need to be finished when they get down under those last two minutes. 
careful, you know, careless things with the puck, Petrangelo chipping it over the glass. And then obviously VGK can't shut the door with uh, the puck on Chandler Stevenson stick on a two on one with an empty net. We have to acknowledge these recent failures that did cost the team two points, which would have you know felt a lot better if we had those two points after you lay a stinker last night in Colorado. So sure, we will acknowledge the trouble that's been had. But that said, now the calendar turns to March as far as the next game happens, and hopefully VGK can keep it up. Uh, the schedule is still somewhat friendly. I think there's only one back-to-back, Tony. I know you you love that. Um, but I think, and again, this is another segment we're going to hit up, questions about the goalies and the health and uh, you know what Kelly McCrimmon is thinking right now as uh, that trade deadline clock is ticking, and it seems like it's ticking faster and faster and faster. It's going to be, I mean, never any shortage of uh, stuff to talk about, Tony. We got three days and it's going to be absolute mayhem. And then we talk about the playoff push after that. Nah, VGK really missed out on Barry Trotz. They really blew that one. I thought, I thought McCrimmon would be gone by now. There's no way they, there's no way that. Oh, okay. You're talking on the GM side of things. Okay. fair Yeah. Yeah. I would have made that move in a heartbeat. Uh, Coming up next. uh, You would have fired the the top. You would have fired the GM of the team leading the West for Barry Trotz right now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Coming up next, how did Ivan Barbashev fare in his first VGK game? We'll get back to that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Had to get it on the record. Just had to get the record. <laughs> Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, and you've got to try a built bar. We made it through the holidays. We're almost into March. We want to eat healthier, but we don't want to compromise taste. You really have to try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, so delicious that you won't think that they are good for you. And what makes Built Bars so good? 100% real chocolate. That's right. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar. And they also are very good for you. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now... You won't have to wait around for a box because we've been talking to you so much about going to built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart and also at your local Sam's Club. That's right. Head down to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You could pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Tremendous. And if you're close to Sam's Club, just run in. You can grab a 13-bar box with a lot of the hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. Or, of course, you could always go to built.com. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. A lot of us, uh, a lot of folks are viewing us for uh, the first time in the morning when they wake up, which is kind of cool. Great uh, snapshot yesterday that we saw on our Twitter feed. I was doing this, sort of. I don't know what was happening there. Oh, you were giving the, the head, you know, the tip in the cap. Was I tipping the cap? Okay. Yeah, uh, definitely, 100%. Ivan Barbashev found out he was traded to Las Vegas via Twitter. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so he plays in his first game. Again, as we mentioned, lined up on that top line uh, with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marshall. So what you say, just kind of ease him into the lineup. Don't jump right there from the go uh, and put him in the lineup uh, in that game last night. Um, Want to talk about what his impact might have been, if any. Um, 
one big hit on Samuel Gerard, who he absolutely trashed in the playoffs, right? Um, where they showed that video back again. Uh, but what else did he do last night? I mean, I don't know. You know, he, he was a guy last night, as was expected. I, I watched the game kind of passively. I was uh, pushing a bunch of cards last night, but I had the game on. I was watching and just like like the entire team, unnoticeable, you know, and I'm not knocking him when I say that. I mean, you know, you saw him just kind of lining up with some strange spots on faceoffs, trying to get the puck to him and things like that. But I didn't really see a whole lot out of him. You mentioned the hits. Um just totally off topic, but Braden McNabb planted Nathan McKinnon yesterday, which I absolutely loved to see that. I I never want someone hurt, but if he would have been out for a couple shifts after that, I would not have been upset either. That was uh, a long time coming. McKinnon's been a, been a thorn in our side and put some hits on our players. I believe Nolan Patrick, uh, most famously, who's had concussion issues. And, you know, so it was good to see a little payback in a, in um in uh, Nathan McKinnon's grill last night. But Barbashev, I mean, listen, it's one game. You're not going to see a whole lot. Not going to expect a whole lot, but I don't know. We'll see. Okay, where would you slot Barbashev in the lineup in the Hurricanes game on Wednesday night? So rewinding for a second, uh, they mentioned they watched Barbashev like over 40 times in different scouting situations. So they've been watching this guy all friggin' season. Call it what it is right there. Kind of creepy. Right. And in a world of more social media, more video, more everything, I get, you know, more about these players now than ever before when they join your team. But until that player, you know, from the coach's eyes, right, until that player puts on your team's jersey, gets out there on the ice with your players, gets uh, gets on the ice with, you know, random line mates, you don't know how this player is going to react. And then obviously at game speed, all the scouting in the world, fine, but until you have the proper environment. You don't know necessarily what you have. So on the show yesterday, I said, start him on the fourth line, ease him in, see what happens. You said the top line. And I agree. The top line eventually could be a home for him. And, you know, unfortunate for Paul Cotter, who's done, you know, his stats aren't there, like you said, but the team is playing well. And that line has been producing at least to a degree, which act like getting some goals recently and had a good February in general, but Cassidy even said it like he put it out there, right? We're going to start him on line one. We're going to move him through the line and kind of see what we got. That's what practice is for. That's why you have practice. If they would have possibly eased him on line four, then at least you can maybe move him up from there a little bit. But why are you just going to disturb the top nine who has been scoring lately? If you look at their recent goal totals outside of the Dallas and the Blackhawks game, I think they've scored four or five goals every single game coming out of the all-star break. So why are we overthinking this right now? This, to your point, Tony, this is definitely a Cassidy guy, right? This is a guy that Cassidy, you know, might've uh, knocked on the door and said, listen, I want this guy. This is who I want. Can we make this happen? However, that conversation happens. And, right. you know, Cassidy overcoaches the game and says, get in there on line one, go get him. He likes him, but he's still bitter about, you know, the playoff loss to the blues. He's still bitter about that. You he should tell. be. You should be. They lost game seven on home ice. That's that's a tough pill to swallow. What about Cassidy on the swayometer last night? Oh, he, he was firing when he first sat. Oh, my God. He woo. That was a, I like uh, we have a Nintendo switch that I got for Father's Day last year that my kids play 
about you know 80 percent more than daddy gets to but i've fallen and re-fallen in love with a tennis game and there's actually a setting where it's like a special bowser stage <laughs> you're actually over like lava and the tennis court is like drifting the whole time so it's like swaying and the ball takes like a weird bounce and stuff so you said swayometer that's kind of what got me going anyway so yeah keep keep going keep going have you have you noticed uh, more physicality in the vgk game i know you pointed to mcnab and that big hit but loved it, i loved think it. of late they've been uh, definitely hitting a lot harder checking and following through on their checks i i, I feel it's it's that time of year this is when the games do take a turn as far as many of them being a playoff atmosphere the stars game the tampa game the Wednesday game against Carolina is going to have that uh, Friday against New. I mean, every game from here on out, unless they're playing a bottom feeder, which there's not too many of those, you know, but unless you're playing one of the three bottom feeders in the Pacific or the few from the central, there's going to be that fight. Because again, we talked about this yesterday, the gap, and I'll see if it's closed at all really fast while I ramble for a second, but the gap from first place in the West to Wild well, everyone, card two was six lost. points. Everyone lost last. Everyone night. did. Yeah, it's so rigged. I mean, I'm sure that was because except uh, for the Flames. It looks like right. Well, no, what did the Donoff do last night, though? Oh, tell me, he got like a goal. He did. Of course, he scored a goal. Of course, he did. So him the gap is still the same. That's magic. That's magic, bro. That's gap is still magic. the same. We're we're two points up right now. Kings got uh, Kings played one extra game. Uh, yeah. Dallas is one point behind us. Whatever. I don't care if we get first or second in the in the. They lose in another shootout. Dallas did? lost in overtime. Yeah, it was extra time, I think. They should yeah. have put Don up out there, I guess. I don't know. But we're still in the playoffs by 10 points. Nashville is behind at 12, but I don't see Nashville making a push. They've already kind of started selling. And who knows? Maybe Philippe Forsberg. Maybe there's a, a path to him becoming a VGK this week. Maybe Van Riemsdyk becomes a VGK this week. Or, you know, in segment three, we'll hit on the goaltender talk, which maybe I'm changing my tune a little bit about VGK being in the market for another goalie given the, the situations with, with what's happening right now. But at the end of the day, back to the point of this segment, I don't understand why DeBoer wanted Barbashev up top in game one. Eventually, even on Wednesday, after the team has had a game and a practice plus a pregame skate, which they'll have on Wednesday, then at least you got you know what you got, and the players know what they got. And Jack Eichel, you know, this is a knock on him, unfortunately. It's hard to find someone that fares well with him. So why are we rocking that boat and putting someone out there? And yeah, there you go. Why are we rocking that boat game one? Why are we putting all this? Why why is Barbashev need all this pressure just coming in on a team that had a unbeaten in regulation streak going for what nine games, right? Was that that was the final answer? Nine games, almost all of February, a full calendar month where the team was unbeaten in regulation. So why rock why why rock the Cassidy? Why rock the boats? Okay, and thanks to Stephen Marsh for sending me the video of him rocking last night, because now I guess uh, the two things that I'm affiliated with, of course, are uh, Carlson Empty Netters and now Cassidy rocking back and forth. Hey, listen, not official, not official, but unless you get a nickname or someone else gives you the nickname, right? Then then, then it's legit. (laughs) Then it's legit. Coming up next, Laurent Brossois, the latest goalie to go down. How does this affect the VGK and the goaltending rotation? Talk That's about awesome. That awesome. It's great. Right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Our next partner has a product that we literally use every day. We started to take Athletic Greens on this show because we don't have a lot of time. And also, we wanted an optimized immune system. Now, I have been on it personally for a few months and I absolutely love it. First thing you do in the morning, you taste it, you take it, 
super healthy, doesn't taste very chalky, very mild, and a tropical taste. And what is this stuff? One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. You are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and it's a special blend of ingredients. And you really do need to try it. It's lifestyle-friendly. You have to really taste uh, a lot of what this brand does. AG1, importance of multivitamins. Tons of people take some sort of multivitamins. Uh, but are they taking quality ingredients? And that's what AG1 provides. It costs less than $3 a day. And you are investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Go again to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making us your first listen. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And yesterday, Chris, when... Yesterday, Bruce Cassidy announcing that the goaltender Laurent or Larry Brossois um, is out limited to day to day with a lower body injury. And it could have been any number of those uh, those moves that he made. Right. All those machinations, uh, those moves against the stars that could have caused some sort of a tweak. And again, you know, you have to be mindful that he had hip surgery in the offseason season. Uh, there were a lot of rumors uh, floating around there that it could have been a groin injury of sorts. Yeah, you can't contort your body that much and not get injured. So where does this now leave VGK? And I'm telling you, uh, when you watched over at the bench after that first goal um, and the Aiden <laughs> Hill turnover. Cassidy was so, fuming. He was fuming and then he should the be bench too. was deflated. Everyone just they just took the life out of VGK early on, he was fuming and he's not a big fan of Aiden Hill as it is. So now Larry Brossois goes down. Where does this leave VGK? Are we going to see the Hutch, the Hutchinator coming up on uh, Wednesday night, Michael Hutchinson? Just thinking about all of my summer rants about Hutchinson and while we got him and the season might come down to Hutchinson. Good Lord. (laughs) So listen, this, first of all, very slight scuttlebutt about uh, Logan Thompson listening to the post game last night. Uh, Ryan Wallace uh, basically said we're probably 14, 18 days away from Logan Thompson, whether he knows something or not, or is just reading between the lines, but I'll take uh, you know that to heart from someone like that more than most people. So that's the first thing that's obviously well after the trade deadline, Aiden Hill right now is our healthy goalie. And Brassois is day-to-day. What does that mean? I don't know. Did they not have Brassois travel last night to Colorado? The same reason Aiden Hill didn't travel to Chicago last week, just to get him better after that little bump or whatever nonsense he was dealing with. Or is there more to this? Yes, it's day-to-day now. I know that's a good outlook, and day-to-day shouldn't be more than a week, right? That's how that goes. So let's just cap this out with the information we have on Logan Thompson. We won't see Brossois for a week or so right now. So Aiden Hill is going to start tonight or Wednesday 
And okay, so our next three games: Wednesday, Carolina. That's not a, that's a tough one. Friday, New Jersey, obviously Friday. a tough one. And then we got a matinee on Sunday matinee. against the Montreal Canadiens. Ooh, Hutch trap game. Hutch on Sunday. Let's go trap game. Trap game. Nah, not the Hutch is out there. Um, so you know, after that, then obviously that's when we would look to see Brassois come back, and then we got to survive another seven to ten days or so for the possible return of Logan Thompson. Can they, wait? Can they afford to wait? I don't think so. These are the questions that now need Talbot to be answered. Time. Talbot time. And that's the thing. Like, I'm not a fan of adding another goalie to the stable unless unless Logan Thompson is not going to come back for the rest of the regular season or the outlook on Brossois is, yes, he might be healthy, quote unquote, but there might be something more that, it's going to limit him. You know, he might be good for a game that he needs to sit for three or, you know, who knows what's happening right now. And, you know, VGK is shopping. I don't care what McCrimmon said in that presser the other day. You know, they're shopping. They're looking at Van Reemsdyke. They're looking at other players that are still out there right now and possibilities. And now, you know, the on, yesterday, I think you said it, and I, and I yelled at you for talking about the goalies. That was before the news about Brassois. Now, for crap, sure. okay, maybe you got you to rethink this a little bit. So, you know, listen, McCrimmon's in a tough spot. He's going to have to make some decisions for the outlook of this team. And how how are these decisions in the next 72 hours going to affect the possibility of a playoff run? And we're still in the playoffs by 10 points. That's not hard to drop that fast. We've seen it happen. It's a lot harder to rise up through the standings. I mean, it took the VGK an entire calendar month just to get back to the top of the West. And we're barely at the top of the West. We're by one point in our in the conference, by two points in the division. So a lot harder to rise than to drop. VGK better keep playing at this clip just to make sure they qualify for the playoffs. Is Robin Leonard, is he year to year? Maybe he's coming back sometime. He's coming. Listen, he's he's never coming back. He's he's coming. He's coming, but he needs the money. I mean, I, I hate to say it like be this. Back. You think he'll be back next season? Oh, I, I, def- I just don't know. I, I 100% bring. think he is going Oof. to be back. That's going to be a long season in the NHL next season. Wow. Okay. So I didn't say Golden Knights. I said NHL. Let's be clear. So obviously, we said this even yesterday on the show. We couldn't understand why Cassidy had uh, you know Aiden Hill in his doghouse. It's been a while, right? It's been now. Now he's got a reason. Long. Now he's now he's got a reason. Now I can't imagine the way he's harping on him. So oh, can geez. they just cut? What can they do here uh, if they want to bring in another goalie? Uh, you move uh, either Brosois. You have to move Brosois to because he's over two mil. I think right. I think it's his salary. Two, two five. I think him and Aiden okay. Hill both, right? Okay, so you have Ish. to do some maneuvering to LTIR if you're going to bring in a rental goalie. Uh, but again, I just I still don't feel very comfortable about the goaltenders. I know that a lot of their success has been tied to the defense and the way that they've played in front of them. And I think you know with that structure that Bruce Cassidy has, I think that that's made uh, the goaltenders I think more successful this season. But I still am so concerned that they don't have someone who's playoff tested, postseason tested. So let's talk Aiden Hill a little bit, who's not playoff tested. Um, but Aiden Hill for a minute here. Never started more than 25 games in his NHL career. He started 24 games this season 
about to uh, match his total last year with the San Jose Sharks. Now, his workload last year was actually similar until he got an injury sometime in February, and he only made one more start. Oddly enough, he shuts out the Kings uh, in a late game last season that probably hurt their playoff life and stuff like that. So that's the first thing to acknowledge. His save percentage, uh, it's his second best right now, going back to the 1920 season when he only played 13 games. He's 14 and six this season. He is 14 and six. 1920 season, man, that guy's old. Yeah, right. He's only played, or he's only, his record's 14 and six. Like, that was 2019, 2020, folks. Yes. The, yeah, Not the exactly. 2019. I know. I, I figured. Yeah, I figured. Um, so why, like, what did he do? And, you know, one day we, me and him did have a conversation that was kind of coy and passive. And he did mention, oh, I'm always in the doghouse. You know, it's a joke. But why? now though? I'm starting to I, see it. This was, yeah. this was earlier in the season. Yeah. Now I'm starting to wonder, you know, what's what's going on over there and what his relationship with Cassidy is. And is there a world that exists right now where all of a sudden he gets traded like as part of the Talbot deal as a throw in or something like that? I mean, there's going to be a lot of wackiness coming in the next 72 hours. This team, this team is not going to stand still. There is like the Barbashev deal was not the last deal this team is going to make. I will chalk that at about minus 950 that the VGK makes at least one deal and probably at about, I don't know, even money that it's a pretty splashy deal, whatever happens, something that's going to raise our eyebrows. Okay. You were not raising eyebrows. You were raising canes last night. Uh, Canes will be the next. Oh, that was good. Uh, So yeah, of course uh, they'll be in town. The canes tomorrow. Um, And about the cane, we still haven't heard about, about Patrick Kane. What's up? Today's the day. The Rangers supposed to announce, right? Today's the day. Today's the day, man. We got that done. That's done. Okay. Cassidy overcoached. Cassidy overcoached, man. That that's the hill I'll yeah. die on about last night's game. That 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 that's the hill that I'm willing to die on. You just think he never should have made that move on the top line. What else did he do to overcoach, though? I mean, listen, I he was moving Barbashev. He did he did what he said he was going to do. He was going to start Barbashev up top, then move him around and and see what happened. And you know, back to Paul Cotter a little bit. I put a tweet out there yesterday that this has to matter to Paul Cotter for a bit for for something. I know Paul Cotter's younger and. Cassidy and his issues. This is something else we could even get into right now. His issues with younger players, which have been notable. Cotter is a younger player who also, to what you said, Tony, has not been producing as much lately. But the team has been doing well. We're messing with the winning lineup. You shove Cotter. Okay, Cotter, new guy in town, line four. You know, go go earn your way back up and earn your minutes again. It's like, come on. That has to matter to a guy like Paul Cotter, who has done everything asked to him. He is still a young player who is, you know, finding his game, so to speak. I believe this is his, his rookie year officially, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. you know, but he's done everything asked to him. And new guy comes in, boom, five minutes later. Okay, Paul Cotter, back down to line four, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. That's, I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. That, that, that That's my my concern about overcoaching the game. Once the game started, I mean, I don't know what else Cassidy could have done to, you know, tell the guy you, you can only like Cassidy says, you can only do so much when the game is going right. You, mm-hmm. the, his coaching happens in practice. Once the game starts, it's on the players to execute. Yeah. And Cassidy, uh, I did hear his pregame comments yesterday, just saying how Barbashev has all this experience and that uh, Cotter. He loves, played, he loves Barbashev. He loves him. He really does. And he just said, Cotter's been, too inconsistent uh tomorrow we'll take a look a preview at the carolina hurricanes game 
that'll be an interesting one here, of course, at the uh, the barn. And also, you know, uh, maybe this week we need to get into the television contract. AT&T Sportsnet is going to be defunct pretty soon. Fo- you know Foley is going to start a television network. Like, yeah. that, that's the chalk. That's the chalk. It is. The Fo- Foley Wine, Food, and Hockey Net. I mean, or Sportsnet. that, or we go with, like, Bally Sport because we have Bally. Uh, we got a, a new Bally's Casino coming in. I don't know. All right. Just throwing stuff out there. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, Chris will have another box of Raising Canes for tomorrow's show. Let's Thank go. you all for tuning in. Me and my daughter are having Raising Canes, actually, on the on the way to the game on Wednesday for Daddy-Daughter Date Night for the game. Oh, that's cute. Okay. Are you going to wear – do you have a VGK Hurricane jersey you might, you might want to I'm wear? I'm probably – actually, funny you mention that. I got the reverse I got the reverse retro jersey that's red back there. See, I can wear that one. Okay. And then my daughter does have a Hurricanes jersey she'll be wearing, so there you go. All right. Well, we'll get into that tomorrow. We appreciate <laughs> everyone tuning in. Thanks so much for making us your first listen each and every day. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. See you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.